And scripture reading will be Psalm 73, 12 through 17. Behold, these are the ungodly, who are always at ease, the increase in riches. Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain, and washed my hands in innocence. For all day long I have been plagued, and chastened every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, behold, I would have been, I would have been untrue to the generation of your children. When I th thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their end. Good morning. It is a good day to be together. It's a beautiful day. We are thankful for God's providence and His care over us and protecting us and giving us an opportunity to gather as His children in the church to come and to worship Him and to see one another, to be an encouragement to each other. And so we are so glad that you are here with us this morning. I want to echo the sentiments that Kyle did when the welcoming that if you're visiting with us, especially we are thankful for your presence here this morning and we are thankful for our members who are here as well. It is always good to see people when we come into the house of the Lord. That's really what I want us to think about some this morning, is coming into the house of the Lord, entering the sanctuary of God. And Psalm 73, as we just read from, and we're going to set the context a little bit, and this is also going to help us set the context for this afternoon's sermon as well. We're going to be coming back and revisiting this psalm, at least in a very initial kind of way this afternoon. But throughout the psalms, many of the psalms express praise and adoration to God. Many of them are attributed to King David, and they express the innermost feelings and the challenges that we have as people who live here in this realm and our desire being shaped and fashioned to become what God wants us to be. And throughout the Psalms, each writer has, has some profound understanding of God's glory and His intrinsic worth, and they give us reasons why we should desire to come worship God. Psalm 73 is an interesting psalm because it is written by a man named Asaph. And he was quite troubled in his faith. In this psalm, he expresses how he was very close to stumbling. My steps had almost slipped, he tells us in verse 3, that he is on the verge of losing his faith. And he is very open about that. And he says that he sees all these injustices, all the problems in the world, and how the rich or the ungodly are made rich, and then. You have the people who are serving God, they're poor and they're destitute. And he's like, how is that right in any sense of the word of righteous or fair or just? And so he is really dealing with this question. And 
He tells us in verse 15, If I had said, I will speak thus, behold, I would betray the generation of your children. When I pondered to understand this, it was troublesome in my sight. And then notice in verse 17, I have in my Bible this underlined and maybe some exclamation points or something beside it. (laughs) Until I came into the sanctuary of God, then I perceived their end. He had all these questions until he came to the sanctuary of God. Have you ever thought for a moment, why do we come to services on the Lord's Day? Why do we come to church? Why do we spend time with all these people? What benefit is there for coming into the sanctuary of God? I think Asaph gives us a very quick and easy idea here that we come to the sanctuary of God because it becomes a place of understanding. That we come to worship the Lord and we come to gather with our brothers and sisters because we need a better understanding of things. We have all sorts of questions about God, about the ways of the world, about what's right and what's wrong. We have questions about sin. Is this right or is this wrong? Is this something that I should be doing, engaged in this life? Or is this something that's disappointing to God? Is it going to result in the loss of my soul? We have questions about death. What happens to us after we die? Where does our soul go? Are we just annihilated? Or is there punishment? Or is there a reward? We have all kinds of questions. Maybe questions centered around the meaning of life. Do we have a purpose? Did we, were we created or did we just evolve over millions of years? Do I have freedom to choose what to do in life? Our life something that causes a lot of questions. Does God exist? That's a question that's worth pondering, and that's something that we're actually going to come back and revisit this afternoon at our 3 o'clock service. So that's your little teaser. And if you are back this afternoon, then you will get to study along with us about that question. But... When you come together, when we come into the house of God to worship and entering the sanctuary of God, we need to expect it to become a place where we can ask some of those questions and receive biblical answers. In Luke chapter 2, in the scene when Jesus was a 12-year-old boy and His parents had come to Jerusalem, and you'll remember that He was left behind for some reason, or he chose to stay there in Jerusalem, and his parents, they didn't know where he was, and they go frantically looking for him. And there they find him in verse 46 of Luke chapter 2. Then after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, 
both listening to them and asking them questions. If we have questions, this is a place to ask them. It's a place to ask them. Because we want to gain a better understanding and that's something that we can find when we come into the sanctuary of God, when we come to worship the Lord. We can ask questions. We also need to be ready to receive biblical answers to those questions. Something that we're going to be engaged in this year and for the foreseeable future is once a quarter, I'm going to do a question and answer service. Now, you don't get to raise your hand and stump the preacher. That's not what that's going to become. But it's going to be where you can write down a question of yours, a Bible question, and submit it for a discussion. It might take place where it's a whole sermon, or it's just where I try to answer several questions. It might vary from time to time. But we want the sanctuary of God, the, when we come together, to be a place where you can ask questions and where you can receive biblical answers to those questions. The, the details for that Q&A, I'll, I'll get more for you, but there's a box I placed it back there this morning. It's on the table where you pick up your Bible class material for the adult class. Uh, it's back there on on uh, that table so you can fi find a box. I'll have some pieces of paper there that you can use uh, to write down those questions. But we have Bible classes already where we sit down and study and we ask questions, we talk about things, we discuss things. We worship the Lord because we have questions and we come together because we want better understanding. That's what Asaph was able to do. Whenever he came into the sanctuary of God, then he perceived their end. He was able to see past this life and he was able to come to a better understanding of what was to come. But a second thing that we learn about coming into the sanctuary of God is that the sanctuary of God is a place of praise. This is a place that we can come to expect where we are going to offer our heartfelt praise and our adoration to God. Notice how Asaph continues on in the psalm, in Psalm 73. In Psalm 73 and in verse 23, he talks about some of God's attributes, how He is always with us and His omnipresence. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You have taken hold of my right hand, with your counsel, you will guide me and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And besides you, I desire nothing on earth. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. That Asaph realized something after he came into the sanctuary of God. His life was all about his relationship with God. And because of that, he was going to give praise and honor to him. He began to realize some of God's attributes. How God is always present and around us. He can always be found. We can turn to Him in prayer. We can rely upon Him. 
to give us wisdom and strength. God can, will give us His compassion when we need it. And those who recognize that they are in the presence of God, they are the ones who come to look for God's counsel and find His wisdom. And because they find His counsel, because they see His wisdom, they want to praise God. In the 84th Psalm, in Psalm 84 and in verse 1, the psalmist writes, How lovely are your dwelling places, O Lord of hosts! My soul longed and even yearned for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. The bird also has found a house and a swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, how blessed are those who dwell in your house! They are ever praising you, Selah. And then he goes down to verse 10, For a day in your courts is better than a thousand outside. I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does He withhold from those who walk upright. O Lord of hosts, how blessed! is the man who trusts in you. What amazing words. I love the imagery that I would rather be at the door. I would rather stand outside at the door longing to come in. I'd rather stand at the threshold of the house of God than dwelling in the tents of wickedness. I'd rather be the doorkeeper who opens the door for everyone else to come in. That's what he's saying. Because it is a privilege to be able to come and worship our Creator. It is a privilege to do so. And perhaps if nothing over the past couple of years with the pandemic, we have maybe come to learn that lesson more so than I ever thought I could learn that lesson. Something I had taken for granted all of my life. But when we come into the sanctuary of God, it is where we commune with God. We have fellowship with God. We recognize who He is and we want to praise Him for who He is. A third thing that we realize that from Asaph is that God is someone who is near us. And when we come into the sanctuary of God, we come near and close to God. Asaph in Psalm 73, as the psalm began with Asaph's jealousy of the wicked, he ends being grateful to simply be on the Lord's side. He says in verse 27 and 28, the very last verses of Psalm 73, For behold, those who are far from you will perish. Notice that, re that term. They're distant. They're far away. For behold, those who are far from you will perish. You have destroyed all those who are unfaithful to you. But as for me... 
The nearness of God is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge, and I may tell of all your works. Now, whenever he came into the sanctuary of God, that's where he realized, now, this is where I ought to be. This is where God is. This is when I'm close to God. When I come to worship, when I come to be with my brethren, when I come into the sanctuary and the house of the Lord, the wicked, they are far away. They are far from God. And they are going to perish because of that. They don't come into God's holy sanctuary. It's those who trust in God who are content to be near the Lord and proclaim His good deeds. Being near God is what brings true satisfaction in our lives. And that's what we learn from Asaph. That He made the Lord God His refuge. I think we need to learn to have that same kind of satisfaction with God's presence. In the book of James, in James chapter 4, in James the fourth chapter, verses 7 and 8, notice what James writes here to Christians. In James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, Submit therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Submit to God. Resist the devil. Draw near to God. Cleanse yourself. Purify your hearts. Those are all some things that we need to be doing and striving for. As children of God... To be in God's presence. But I think it's also very sad that sometimes instead of submitting to God, we're more interested in disobedience to the Lord. Instead of resisting the devil, we give in to Satan. Instead of drawing near to God, we don't come to be in the house of the Lord. Instead of cleansing ourselves, we become filthy by engaging in sin. Instead of seeking that pure heart, we harden our heart. But what Asaph teaches us in Psalm 73 is that we draw near to God by coming into the sanctuary of the Lord. Or, you identify yourself with the lost by not coming into the house of the Lord. And so what we have learned in Psalm 73 are three very simple lessons. That the sanctuary of God is a place of understanding. But if we choose to not come into the sanctuary of God, then we're choosing ignorance over understanding. The sanctuary of God is a place of praise. But if we choose to not enter into the sanctuary of the Lord, and we're choosing to dishonor God, then praise God. And if we fail to enter into the sanctuary of God, even though it is a place where we can come near to the Lord, we are choosing to distance ourselves from God. 
It's a very sad reality whenever we are choosing to not enter into the sanctuary of God. And Asaph tells us of the benefits of coming into God's house to worship Him. And as he closes the psalm, in Psalm 73, verses 27 and 28, I want us to read those verses once more. Where he tells us, For behold, those who are far from you will perish. You have destroyed all those who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, the nearness of God is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge, and I may tell of all your works. The sanctuary of God is a place where we can find the Lord, where we can commune with Him. And if we choose to remove ourselves from the sanctuary of God and not enter in, to worship and to give Him praise and to seek understanding and to come nearer to Him, we are removing ourselves further and further away from God. And they are the ones who will perish, He tells us. But we need to make the choice to be near our God, to make the Lord our refuge to find satisfaction in God and in communion with Him. We don't need to ask ourselves if church attendance is required. We need to ask ourselves, what am I missing out on if we don't come into the sanctuary of the Lord? This morning, if you're not a child of God, if you find yourself being far removed from the Lord, the Lord invites you to come to Him. The Lord Jesus Christ wants you to come and to be part of the spiritual family of God. If you are engaged in sin and you're lost, and you have realized your condition, that you need God's grace and His love and His mercy, come to Him in faith, repenting of your sin, Submitting to immersion in water to have your sins washed away. You can become a child of God today. Maybe it is that you've made that decision already, but you've not been living faithfully with the Lord. Maybe you've been entrapped by sin once again. God wants you to come back. Will you come back to the Lord? We want to help you make that decision. We want to encourage you to do what is right. And so this morning we want you to come back to the Lord. If there is anything that we can do, would you make it known now as we stand and as we sing?